Yo, yo, Ghost, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How I sound? How I sound? Yeah, you sound dope. You sound dope. You sound All good. Right. All right, cool. Ladies and gents, welcome to Empty Podcast. And before I get started, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been supporting season one all the way through season 10. And by the time you guys hear this, this is actually the third episode of season 10. And I got a chance to build with this brother, you know, for the past couple of days. And it's, it was actually an honor that I got a chance to rock his event uh, maybe this past summer. And um, it was out in Monrovia, and I had a great time, man. And um, we will be celebrating the one-year anniversary of Beats Ransom Faultlines. He's a co-founder and the creator and the curator. And um, he's been booking a lot of dope MCs out here in Southern Cali, especially in the 626 area. And we're celebrating the one-year anniversary. I'm proud to say I'll be rocking that night around 6 p.m. And there's going to be a lot of dope MCs, two stages. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have some free raffle giveaways. And he's also an artist. So without no further ado, ladies and gents, we got Ghost in the house. What's up, man? No, what's up, bro? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, man, I, I love that intro. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I like that intro. <laughs> no doubt. Yo, Ghost, I asked all my guests, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in Bellflower at the Kaiser over there, like Downey Bellflower. Uh, and then I was born in, I was raised in Covina. Covina, West California. Filipino. Nice. So you grew up around a lot of Filipinos, for sure. Yeah, like low key. <laughs> yeah, low key. <laughs> we had a little mix for sure. Tell, what do you remember about the community of West Covina growing up? Man, it, it was nice. I grew up right there off of Vincent and Workman, not too far from the mall. So uh, we were in the middle of a lot of it, but it was. You know, it was cool. It was cool. Like, people were cool. I, I like that everything was uh, reachable. I took the buses a lot when I was, like, in high school. Uh, the transit's real, real easy to work with. Uh, and I always, I always enjoyed the people that I met in school, at work. And I was mostly a lot around Covina, a lot around West Covina. Uh, nice. So I, I would say I, I loved it, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um either mom's side or dad's side who had like a maybe like a musical background who had like a love for music oh that was definitely my dad like they both mm-hmm. love music but my dad actually got he had his own thing going he i guess he used to sing for a band for a little bit nice um but where where he really started making his money and just for really making his name for himself was in photography and he like used to follow artists around like he would tell me stories about taking shots for the Commodores and oh, wow, like bro. that. Yeah, yeah. So hey. he said, yeah, he said he like stood like yeah. So he he knew some of these guys. Got to see behind the scenes, taking shots for them on the stage. He even did a little thing for uh, he worked for a magazine called Feed Me Magazine for a little while. Oh wow! So yeah, if you have any old issues with that, my dad might have taken the pictures. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever try to pursue photography in any way, or did, did he try to push you into photography in any way? He, he, he left it open, and then I worked with him a couple of times because he had his own little business. Mm-hmm. And I remember he he would, like, encourage it gently. Like, he was never one to make me do anything I didn't want to do. And okay. that was always cool, but nah, not really. Not, I, it was never really for me. Right on. Um, what's the first... What is the first hip hop song that you heard that really like left a mark on you as a, as a kid? Like, what was the first like song? 
that you're like, oh shit, I love hip hop now. <laughs> Man, uh, it took a while for me to like really love hip hop because I didn't really, I wasn't exposing myself to it as much as a kid. But I think I think Mrs. Jackson by Outkast right on was like one of those first ones that I remember. Yeah, that was one of those. That was one of those ones. What was the other music uh, music you listened to before hip hop that you that you gravitated to? Oh man, pop punk. I always okay. say that's that's my second favorite genre of music right after hip hop is pop punk. You like some punk? Oh yeah. And especially oh, that man, especially like I love Blink one eighty two. Right on. That right is on. my favorite like band ever. And you know, I, I listen to them, some Green Day. And then I love Chili Peppers a lot growing up. Uh, my big brother played a lot of Bob Marley, so I love I love some Bob. I know, I know, so. I know you've been throwing shows uh, for a year now at a Pacific Plate Brewery. Um, Sir, are you open to like throwing punk rock shows? Damn, uh, I never thought about that. I, never, <laughs> I honestly never thought. <laughs> I would I think you, at this point absolutely yeah hell like yeah if, yeah like if that was an opportunity presented because that's where I'm at right now if an opportunity if an opportunity gets presented to me I'm taking that shit right and on. that's like how we ended up here so I would love to I don't have the the community roots for punk rock that I do for hip hop so that would be like that would definitely be a challenge but to say I'm open to it for sure no doubt, man. Um, let me ask you this. When did you start, like, writing? Okay, let, before I get there. So you listened to a lot of Outkast growing up. All right. What else yeah. are the other other albums you remember that just had an effect on you as an artist? Or even just as a fan. Not even as an artist, but just, just as a fan of hip-hop. Like, what are the albums you remember? Oh, that's good. Eminem was huge in the right house. On, right on. My sister and mom love Eminem. <laughs> uh, a lot of oldies you know that like cleaning music like the music that our moms would put on yeah and that's how you know we had to clean the crib like the diana rosses and shit like that that old school soul you know uh mm. that like left the impact because i revisit it now and it's like ah uh, i understand it now uh i get it now who would um, mm-hmm. go ahead who would be like your top three, uh, let's say top five artists that really influenced you? No matter what genre. No matter what genre. All right, yeah. definitely Blink. Blink is one of them. Um, Tribe Called Quest. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, yeah, sir. That was uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yo, for sure. Yeah, they made me want to rap. Uh, let's see. Okay. It is. It is a lot of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. But, it don't, man. It's all good. Uh, I get. I have to say, Outcast too. Outcast is one. Oh man, who else? I'm gonna throw Bob up there too. Bob yeah, Marley. Yeah. yeah. What you think of that new movie? You, are, you, are you gonna watch the movie? It just came I out. I definitely want to. I definitely want to see it. Looks definitely sick. See it looks it. sick, man. Uh, have you seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. <laughs> but I yeah, want right. to this this weekend. I got some time. Um, oh, for sure. We might have to link up then. Go see the Bob Marley movie real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Speaking of Blink, <laughs> speaking of Blink One Eighty Two, what you think of the last album, the newest one that they dropped last year? You know what? I love Blink, and I thought it was one of those things where it was just cool to see them back together. You know cool what? You're right. Back together. I felt the know? same way. Yes. Yeah. Like it. I love some of their album, like Enema of the State and their self-titled ones. I love 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 those albums so like for me like there's some heights that it's okay if you don't reach again you know yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was i was it i think it had some good stuff on it and it was so good to see them together you know what i thought it was a great album too for for um for a comeback album for a comeback out yes yeah, sir it was the great. energy was there and speaking of tribe you know they got a chance to really record in 2015 16 on the very last tribe album and it's it's actually like you know it was good that q-tip and fife repaired that friendship and when you when you hear the album it really sounds like they repaired the friendship and you can hear the chemistry because they repaired the friendship so that was really great that they got to do that you know you hit that on the head bro like when that album came out it was you always wonder what's gonna happen when a group like that breaks up comes back together and then mm-hmm. comes back together what's it gonna sound like and for it mm-hmm. to sound that good mm-hmm. like even more than just a comeback album that's just a good fucking album speaking of tribe i remember when they dropped the love movement back in 1998 yeah. and that was the last album for a very long time for a couple for decades minute. but if you really watch the uh, the tribe called quest documentary the one that michael rapaport did i was, was just about to ask you yeah, i was just was, about to ask you if you've seen that they reveal it that they've been having they've been they've been having internal problems since beat rhymes in life so mm-hmm. you know what's crazy and this is what makes a professional man for every artist listening right now this is what makes you a professional you don't even you can't even tell that there was conflict because honestly those two albums still sounded good considering there was conflict it still sounded good to me yeah you know like for real um no and and like like you're saying like it's surprising that they had like conflict but have you ever been in in a group, like in a hip hop group or anything? I have, yes, sir. Yes. Oh, sir. so so you know how easily those dynamics can shift and tension oh, can arise. I'm sure then. Yes, man. It's like you know, I don't know if you're a big fan of Little Brother, but Little Brother got a documentary out called "Be the Lord Watch," and T- Fonte said you really got to get to know the people that you're about to blow up with. You know, you really got to get to know the people that you're going to come up with in this industry because once you guys get the bag and realize you guys are two two different people, it's going to get fucked up. So when you when you watch yeah. the, um, the documentary, it, they say like Ninth Wonder didn't really want to tour with them, but that that was kind of like a big deal because Ninth Wonder was the most famous one at the time. So when, when promoters... Mm. When promoters booked them and they found out Ninth Wonder wasn't coming, it fucked up some of the money a little bit. So you know, mm. but yeah, let me let me ask you this: What what's your top three groups in hip hop? I know Bone Thugs, Damn. Bone Thugs like, has what? two of them. Tribe. Well, uh, like, is it is like what's it based off personal preference or who I think is like the best? Um, who? Uh, well, let's talk hip hop first. So besides, I know you mentioned Outkast, Tribe, and Bone, but besides yeah. those three, who else do you think had a profound effect on you, like man. as an artist? Like, yo, man, these groups are crazy. Uh, you gotta know the next one I'm gonna say, 
mm-hmm. the RZA, the Jizza, oh, yeah. no doubt, no Ghostface doubt. Killer, Inspector Deck, You God, Master Killer, yeah. Capadonna, iconic, and the Method Man. Are you gonna try Wu-Tang to catch Clan. Yeah. Are you gonna try to catch the residency in Vegas? They're doing a Vegas residency, dude. Wow. I actually caught him last year in Vegas, bro. At no the way. same event. Yeah, caught him last year in Vegas. <laughs> Took the kids. Took the kids, man. That shit no was way. dope. Yeah, exposed the kids to some Wu Tang. Wu Tang is for the children. How many kids you got, G? Uh, I got two awesome stepsons. Ah, dope, dope. How how does fatherhood affect you or influence you in any way? How you make your decisions in life? Like how does <laughs> he's like shit? That that is the decisions, you know. You know it, be, right. it becomes it becomes all about that. As someone who's recently become a family man, it's absolutely there's so many things that I didn't realize I was yeah, doing man. that yeah. was selfish. Yeah, like just <laughs> just little things like. Man, and uh, yeah, it's definitely eye-opening. It it it, it influences my decisions a hundred percent. Let's talk like, about your. Go ahead, go ahead. No, and like when I go out, how I go out, what I'm gonna get, what I'm gonna go do, what time I get home, make sure to take them to school in the morning, kind kind of stuff. Just it absolutely influences every aspect. No doubt, man. Let's talk about your EP, Dope Sick. Um, Dope how Sick, yes, sir. How many songs you got on this? Just a little five tracks. Oh. Dope. What, what's the inspiration behind the title? Man, it's uh, it's kind of right there, you know. Um, I, as someone who's dealt with all kinds of form of addictions and uh, grew up in families that were like that, it's kind of just touching on that a little bit. Like yeah. when I started writing some of these songs, uh, shout out Papa Lardo. Uh, he's uh, produced the whole thing and he was just showing me these beats and I just had notes that I had just of what I was going through, the headspace I was at. And so we put it to music and yeah, it's just, it's like a short story. I like to think of it. Nice, man. Um, if you had to pick the first single, what song would it be? Uh, it's probably gonna. It's got probably gotta be this one called "Turned Out." Turned out. Yeah, Turned I got out. my homeboy Mon's Army uh, with a guest verse on that one, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It was the first one we recorded too. The first time uh, me and Pop met, we laid that shit down. And the release date for the single or, or the album or for the EP? Uh, honestly, it should have come out sometime last year. So, um, but. By talking about it now, it's like I want to. I want to make sure we get this out. So, no, no solidified date, but it's coming soon. It's no coming doubt, soon. Man. Let me ask you this: So, what inspired you to start throwing shows at Pacific Plate Brewery? Like, what and how'd you come up with the title of uh, Beats Rise and Fault Line? That's really like catchy, dude. Sick, man. Like, <laughs> bro, that, that, you know, Thanks, like, bro. Wow. Um, and shout to Joaquin Daniels holding you down on decks. On the decks, dude, that. You know? That's a crucial part of the story too. Shouts out Joaquin Daniels Just on the Joaquin ones and Daniels twos, holding us down. Uh, like that, yeah. yeah, if uh, without him, the show is not legitimate. Straight up, without without the DJ, without and shouts out to Mons too. He's the one who made that connection happen, and it's been going ever since. So when I first met the woman who would become my wife, 
I, we had just met each other and she was an artist I'm an artist so that was kind of the foundation of our first conversation and so we would go on to record music together and then she told me that she always did these open mics at this little brewery called Pacific Plate so she was like you should do some of your songs so boom bap bip pull up do a couple songs and it becomes a regular thing and then you know she's in my ear telling me like yo you should you should do a whole night of hip-hop and yeah. i'm like i'm like that ah. you know I, I i was reluctant at first and she even went as far as she made the she did the reaching out for me to the owner of pacific plate um and made it happen and before you knew it we're trying to get right. some artists together yeah. there's just a couple of us and we were trying to come up with names. And so we were actually driving back home from fucking, I think we were driving back home from Vegas cause we had just got married. So we were talking about this and where I'm trying to think of just like catchy things and um, the Pacific plate. So this is how we came up with the name. I chose beats, rhymes and fault lines because Pacific plate is uh, the whole theme is like plate tectonics yeah so earthquakes and stuff like that um uh, and um uh, the open mic that we do that was called tech talent night like tectonics so oh. i was like well if i'm gonna do something here i want to keep it in the theme but also keep it hip-hop so like the third guest the third uh idea i had was beats rhymes and fault lines because i love tribe that was like little homage to them and then keeping it in the earthquake thing so Boom, there you have it. I love it, man. So for March, too, I know you got two stages, right? So the yes, first sir. stage, you're going to have it inside the venue or, or in the parking lot? Like the first stage? Uh, there's going to be one stage outside and there's going to okay. be another stage inside. The one, wow. like, the, the one, we're going to be rocking inside like how we did at the other shows. Okay. So but we'll in addition to that, okay. we'll have a Remix Mobile stage outside. Follow them on Instagram, too. Remix Mobile Studio. Uh-huh. A remix mobile stage yeah that's the uh, that's who we're linking up with to make this happen um linking up with unity project to make this happen so we're we're gonna have those two stages we're gonna have one in the parking lot and one on the inside dope dope man so who are some of the vendors that's gonna oh well you know what i don't want to give too much away but because like as the weeks go by, ladies and gents, we'll definitely be re- reposting the info, the individual flyers. Uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram at MD Lands, follow. Um, we're also gonna tag um, the IG for Beats Rhymes and Fault Lines on on this um, on this uh, episode description. But let me Appreciate ask you this: um, when you when you book when you book artists and um, you you get artists to come through and spit. I know you had to expand the mind lately. I had him on the episode last week. <laughs> sir, that's um, a homie. What What are some of the top three traits to you that that makes an artist stand out when they when they're on stage? Like what What Ooh. special traits you look for that makes an MC great? Man, that's that's a great like, question. That's like a great question. What makes a I'm, great? I'm always MC thinking about that. Yeah, it makes a great MC. It's it's obviously like. The skill, mm-hmm, the like, skill. Right, right, like the the skill level, the technical level. But then, for me, also, it's yep. for me, it's also the in betweens. Like, right. how do you work the crowd? Right. Because for me, MC, like Rockin said, it means to move the crowd. Like, how yep. do you 
how do you rock with the people there how do you connect with them how do you do if it's five people or 500 people amen preach brother all right yeah so that that's huge like you could be the illest lyrical miracle but (laughs) if you can't look up off the floor and look nobody in the eyes i'm gonna have a hard time keeping my eyes open Mm -hmm. um and then beyond that I think vocal control is huge too. Vocal control, yeah. yeah. Is, is is he winded? Is he gasping for air? Does he have good yeah. breath control? Yeah. Um, can can do they got stamina to last the whole fifteen they, minute set? Yes, uh, sir. Do they keep the hundred percent energy throughout the fifteen minute set? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, can I really hear you the whole time? <laughs> um, Absolutely. Let me ask you this, man. Um, I know you, you deal with a lot of artists uh, as, mm-hmm. this, as this year went by. What makes an artist professional to you? And what is it about an artist that you're like, ah, I never want to work with them again? You know what I'm saying? Like, because you know, I ask these questions because, like, you know, promoters, whether you guys like it or not, you are the curators and the gatekeepers in the scene. If you're going to throw the shows, you have the ability. You have the ability to filter out who you want to present and give the platform to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so what makes you weed out everything? And you, you know, what makes you pick one? And what makes you not pick one? Damn, man, uh, that's a great question. Because some things are more predictable than others, but mm-hmm. um, just the way we communicate is huge. Um, a lot of times, I, like like before we had you on, I hopped on the phone with you. I like to get a sense of who people are a little bit right, in right. ways that you can over text message. I, I like to connect on a human level. No doubt. Um, Super important to hear the voice of who you, who you booked. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then if I see somebody like hustling, trying to do the right things, Right. If I'm in a position to reward that, I want to. And that's not to say that, like, I got some big old platform or anything like that, but I do have a platform. And shout out, shout out, Go Line and see There's some of those guys that I'm talking about that when I asked them to pull up to a show and support, they pulled up. When they were, um, when they, when they, when I told them to reach back out, they reached back out. Like, they're doing all the right things. It's like, I need to put these guys on. Like, that's just how it is sometimes like you just recognize that someone's out here trying to do the right things and putting them putting the work in yep, trying yep. to be in the right spots at the right time so if you have an ability to acknowledge that that's on us and do so amen um let me ask you this man what makes you know communication is important super important right yes sir yes on sir to, on how to make the show happen and and make sure that you and the artist are both on the same page mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it feels fair for both parts you know sure. <laughs> it, has, it has to feel fair to you but it all it also has to feel fair to them because that's how that's how it works you know like mm-hmm. um let me ask you this what are you learning about this game of promotion? What are you learning about this? This this because you know it's marketing, it's advertising, it's marketing, it's connecting, it's organizing. What are you learning about yourself, dog? Throwing shows. A lot. 
<laughs> I'm learning a lot. It is uh, not easy, bro. Yeah. I, I a imagine. big thing I've learned, though, is you never know what you can get if you don't ask. You know what? You're right. You, you never know. Like, I, I've been super blessed to have all the artists that we've had. Like, if you yeah. if I wrote out the list of alumni that we have at this point, it's pretty big in comparison to what I thought it would be after the first few months, because... Um, shouts out to the people that held us down, but, um, you know, we, we wanted to grow. We wanted to start changing, changing the lineups and bringing in new artists and stuff like that. And it was easy to kind of get comfortable and recycle a lot of lineups. And after a while that does no favors to either the people on the lineup or to the event itself. Cause then we're just getting stagnant. We're getting stale. So, um, I think it's shown me a lot about how to be a little creative and to push uh, my creative limits a little bit. Yeah, man. Um, some real MCs have blessed the stage, definitely. I mean, I had oh, a great, yeah. no doubt, for real, on some real raw shit, too. Like, yeah, that was a lit night, the, the one night. <laughs> yeah, the one that you rocked. That was a lit night. That was a lit night. And you know what? After the set, I got a chance to chill. I got a chance to just chill with the folks and just, you know, get 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 a little faded. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, by the way, they got some good beer there, ladies and gents. You guys got to check out Pacific Plate Brewery, all right? They got some good beer at that spot, yo. That's um, factual. Shouts to Joaquin Daniels for holding down the decks and the sound oh, system. The mic, the mic sound really good. It sounds good, man. Good shit. Yeah, cre- credit. A lot of credit goes to him and What's crazy is I didn't even know Joaquin before these shows, but yeah. my man Mons told me, he's like, hey, I have a DJ, but you just need to get on the phone with him. So we chop it up. I remember being in the parking lot at Trader Joe's, talked about it, shared the vision, because we were about to go into the first show with no DJ. No. No. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you, bro. There's an alternate timeline where this shit is nothing. This we're not here right now. Um, because for the open mics, when uh, when I would do my hip hop shit, I would just Bluetooth, play a couple beats, and spit. So we're like, fuck it. If we got to do that for hip hop night, we'll just we'll crash and burn through this shit. But nope, we we got Joaquin on board. He came through and talk about professionalism. That that dude embodies it. Oh yeah, yeah, Def- for sure. Yeah, He's you know, there. Yeah. yeah, I gotta give a shout out to uh, to every single DJ out here because you know, like uh, they are the original curators and gatekeepers of this culture too, man. The DJ, mm-hmm. and it's the backbone of hip hop. It, it just shows you like. There's no show without the DJ, yo. Word up. Um, let me ask you this. What makes a good DJ to you? Damn. Um, good instincts. Good, good feel. Instincts. Good. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Someone timing. Kinda just, timing, yeah. Like, Because one of my favorite things to hear is when a DJ is filling the MC. Uh-huh. And just they're on the same same wave, and then the DJ's able to scratch in the right spots, and they know when to do the drops on the beat and let the MC's voice really resonate. Like that's the type of shit that I think separates the good from the great. 
Yes, is, yes, yes. Just knowing when to speak, you know, knowing when to do your thing mm-hmm. and how to enhance the MC that's out there. Because I've heard MCs try to do it where they try to scratch and missing the beat and shit. And they're just like, they're just on a different wave than the MC. But guys like Joaquin, it, it's this attention to detail and knowing when to enhance and when to scale back and really want to pick their spots that I think really makes the, the really, really good ones. What are the elements of a good show? What makes a great show to you in your eyes was a success and what makes a show like, ah, that wasn't so great. Like, like what was a good show to you, man? Man. Uh, I think it's good hosting, good hosting. Yes. Good talent. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and an inviting energy. You know what? Yes. It has to feel like, positive uh, there. Yeah, yeah, like, and you, and you don't want it to be like, oh, this is for this group of people over there. This isn't for us. Like, if you're there, it's for you. That yeah, I think yeah. that's the way it should be. Man, thanks for booking me, bro. And thanks for, like, letting me rock. Yeah. You know? Thanks Please, for rocking dude. with us, man. Like, No doubt, man. Glad to sure. have you back. Thanks for having me on here. Oh, no doubt. You know how we do. Um... Let me ask you this: uh, Fifty years of hip hop, uh, just it just it just got done this past summer. Um, Sir, what what does that mean to you? Fifty years of this culture. It means it really won't stop. Right, right. It can't right. stop. It won't stop. It's it's another level of legitimacy that always been denied. Yeah, but what can you say now? It's half a century. Yeah, and and, yeah. It's, yep. and the influence has only grown. Yes, and I, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be part of this, man. Like, a, as a guest in this house, yeah, I, I'm honored. And yeah. to see it still going and the influence to grow, like that shit means everything. Hip hop saved my life, man. So I, I'm here to help it grow. I love it, man. I love it, dog. Cause like. You can tell who really loves this. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you can tell who doesn't. Mm-hmm. You, you can tell who doesn't. You can tell. And so, like, for those who really love it, the intentions are right. You know, the motives, the intentions are right because we love the music. Yeah. You know, that's how this thing will keep going. For those who keep loving it, we'll keep spreading it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Tribe Called Quest. Is gonna be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What does that mean for the culture right now? They got nominated with uh, Eric B and Rakim for 2024. What does that mean for hip hop, yo? Tribe Called Quest finally getting the real. I mean, they always got their due, but this is a big deal, man. Rock and yeah. Roll Hall of Fame, bro. Wow. I mean, I mean, it's the correct move. <laughs> it's the correct thing to do. Um, and even if that weren't on the table, man, they they don't even need that. Uh, but the fact yeah. that they're receiving that is a beautiful thing. No, you're right. They don't even need that. You they know? don't. Their impact they, is felt. They are forever. They're solidified forever with, without that, you know? Shit. Um, Eric Bean Rock him. What's your thought? I mean, that's long overdue. I mean, I don't understand how other people got it before them, you know? But that's long overdue. Well, now that now that hip hop's fifty, it's like maybe we start talking about a hip hop hall of fame. You know, you're right. It's it's about, about time, that. huh? 
Yeah, how about that? First inductees on the first ballot, KRS-One, uh, Rakim, yes, Eric B. Yes. You know, let's yes, let's build our own shit. It's interesting, but, you know. But but well deserved for Eric B. and Rakim for sure. No doubt. Um, I I watch a lot of Run DMC interviews, and they have a great documentary in Peacock right now. Um, I'm gonna check that out. DMC. When you listen to DMC talk and he and when he does interviews, bro, he pretty much says that this this 50 year anniversary of hip hop, there's so much left out between 1973 to 1979, like mm. the era the era of pre recorded rap. You know, before before it started getting on records, you know, he said there's there's so much left out, and there's so much people that's not celebrated. And you know what? That's when like, it's like this, man. We gotta study the culture that we promote. You know? Um, oh, for sure, yeah. It's like he 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 he's he's right. There's probably so much more people that got left out in these celebrations. But I love how Run D. DMC is like advocating for everyone right now that needs to get their flowers, dude. So that's that's really cool. You that's know? right. No, that's that's the unfortunate part when you're part of something groundbreaking, when you're when you're bringing something that no one's heard before. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people that make sacrifices to and won't get the same recognition as the, the as the Run DMCs, the Eric Bs, and Rock Kims, and the KRSs. Like there are gonna be those people left out and just the best we could do is well at least one of the things we could do is like you said we gotta know the culture that we're representing yeah man respect it we need to respect this shit yeah man we need to respect it and like um you know the importance of the dj um Mm -hmm. the dj used to have the power and i i and i want them to get this power back but it's really the DJ that can make or break your song. You know, it's 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 really the DJ that can really get your song out there. Um, in the world before social media, man, we the DJ had to give you the stamp. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I just think that the the power of the DJ needs to be taken back by from the DJs again, like taken back and you bring it back to the DJ. Uh, what you think? You think the DJs have maybe abused the power or lost power these days? Uh, I think I think the power maybe is like transferred and transformed because yeah. it, it's it's interesting that you say that uh, because right now people make the arguments that it's the beats that are good and the raps aren't good and that's not a personal opinion per se, but that is something that I've heard echoed and. Yeah, like, there's a couple producers that are pretty dominant right now. Like, the Metro Boomins of the world, like, that are the ones that you know about sometimes before the artists. Uh, so maybe that power still exists just in a different form. But it definitely isn't how it used to be. That's for sure. For sure, man. Um, what are you listening to, bro? Like, who, who are the artists you're bumping these days for inspiration? Like what? What would you listen to? Uh, I just listened to Mad Villainy the yeah. other day. That's a good listen. Um, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I got into Sarface a little bit. I was gonna ask you. You talked about DMC. Have you heard that Sarface song? Uh, that fucking DMC's on it. 
No way. He's on it? Yeah, that shit's hard. Yeah, check it out. Look up. Uh, it'll be on the Apple Music or Spotify. Let's go to look up Sarface featuring DMC. You won't regret it. That shit is dope. Wow. Yeah. So talking about people showing that respect and bringing in the elders, like, I love that shit. Um, Try to think, what else am I listening to right now? Uh, The last, like, new album I think I listened to was The Magic 3 by Nas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was cool. I like that one. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely got old head sensibilities. So I am listening to, like, the Nas's and shit like that, you know? I love it. Um, Nas and his work with Hit Boy, I think, I think it reinvented Nas. Like, it, oh, it, yeah. it just gave him a whole new vibe. Um, uh, when you say old hat sensibilities, do you feel like people are surprised you listen to some old school? Not old school, but do you, like, how, how old are you, dog? I'm 30. No way. Um, when you say old hat sensibilities, do you feel like it's far fetched for people to like listen to like the the vintage '90s MCs? Oh, not at all. Like, if anything, that's that's some people's whole identity. And I was like that for a bit, especially when I was like first rapping and early 20s, like late high school years. Like, I didn't want to listen to shit if it wasn't from the '90s, you know, or <laughs> early 2000s underground hip hop. Uh, and I still love that. I still love that so, so much. But um, I've grown out of sight of just being in that box. You know, yeah. uh, I don't want to just listen to any just one thing, even though hip hop is just what I love the most. What was your thoughts on um, when Snoop and Dre did the halftime show uh, two years ago? You, oh, you that think, was fucking awesome. You think <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Hip hop brought it to like, to mainstream white America, you know, like, uh, I mean, it's it's a long time coming. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they deserve. What's your, what's your thoughts on um, the the halftime show? This one that just passed, Luda and Usher. That that was incredible. Yeah, they put and, it down. Um, I kind of I kind of lost signal real quick, so I kind of wanted to add on something to the last one. Uh, that Dr. Dre performance just made me wonder why there's not more hip hop at the halftime show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's a natural overlap. Come on, NFL. You know what? I was just thinking about this today, like the other day. Like, you know, you know who's really calling shots for the halftime show, right? Jay Z. Jigga. Yeah. Yep. And that, and you know, like, dude, hip hop is controlling that shit. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're gonna see some we're gonna see some dope shit in the coming years, I'm sure. And you know what's you know but, what's so uh, crazy about hip hop, man? Like, it really spilled like into like some real corporate things. Like, and you know what? He's controlling the halftime show for the NFL. It can't get bigger than that. I mean, you're that's an MC controlling that shit. Like, he has a lot of say in that. You know. Um, go ahead, go ahead. We can say. Oh yeah, and then uh, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, it's. I was curious what would happen when Jay Z took that part, and without even getting into all the political stuff about it, like it was just such an interesting choice, and I'm excited for the musical aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, cause last the one on Sunday, 
the last Super Bowl with Usher at the halftime, man, that was a fucking show. Yeah. That was sick. I actually really like Usher. Yeah. So so when I saw he was performing, I was like, oh, yeah, he's got some hits. And he did all of them. Yeah, it was good to see. That show was cool. It was good to see Little John and Luda. It was good. Like, like, hell yeah. I knew we had to bring him out, man. I I knew we had to. And I was just waiting for it. And then when I saw Little John, I knew it was it was raps. <laughs> it had like a Vegas vibe. I, I love it. Dude, the halftime show yeah. Vegas. Um, yeah. And Alicia Keys was great. Yeah. She was incredible. Let me ask you this, man. Um, where where do you see hip hop uh, these next fifty years? Where 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 is this headed? What is what is it gonna look like? Sound like in fifty in the next fifty years? You know. I think the man. That's that's a big question. It changed drastically but, these last. You know, it's, it's it evolved. It's transforming into a lot, a lot of other things. But uh, it's evolved for sure, yeah. man. I think if we're talking about fifty years from now. There's not going to be just one sound to hip hop. Oh yeah, there's not one. Oh, Those yeah. days are long gone. Oh yeah, bro. it's only going to become more so. Where, um, even we're seeing it now, where just elements of hip hop are infused into other genres the same way other genres would be infused into hip hop. Yeah. So, um, I'm just as curious as you to see where where it all ends up. Yeah. What new subgenres? Because in the early 2000s, we would have never thought trap would be a thing in the way that it is, but that became everything for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of things also have a way of going in cycles, like I think we'll always have some lyricists, and we'll have some more flow-based artists. I think we'll always just have. I think the variety will just grow of what we have in hip hop 50 years from now. Where do you see yourself as an artist um, five years from now? Um, an artist five years from now? Mm-hmm. I honestly think that I'll be more of a promoter than an artist. I think the art will just be for the fun, for the fulfillment of it. And I think my focus will be more on other artists. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Um, if you if you had a choice and you can pursue something forever, would it be would it be like event planning or event promo or being an artist? Like which one do you if think? I could, which one do you think? Oh, between the two? Yeah, if, which one do you think you can picture doing forever? Like, hey, I can I can promote events forever, or I can be an artist forever. You know, like till till so in, in these yeah. hypotheticals, do, do is money not a concern? Sure, I mean, yeah, like well, I mean, I do both for free anyway, <laughs> so I, I guess that, that doesn't matter. Uh, man, I think I'd like to say artist, really, yeah. I think as if I was blessed enough to be able to just like always create, not that I can't now, but kind of that's like what I'm assigned to do every day. Um, there's a certain joy in that, that in creativity. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'd have to go with artists, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Great choice. Um, man. Wes Covina. I saw a flyer. You said... I saw a flyer recently and said, who is the best artist in 626? Or, or yeah, not, that's, that was the one we posted. Yeah, not, not the best artist, but who is hip hop? Who who is six two six hip hop? Um, yes, sir. So who is six two six hip hop? In your opinion, man. Well, I'd always heard that uh, Iman from the Far Side was from six two six, and they shout out to six two six. So shouts out to the Far Side. Uh, when I saw them at Rhymefest, they were shouting out the 626, so that's cool. Uh, but, man, I think we're blessed to have a litany of guys that you could say represent that. Men and women, you know? Uh, but some of the names that kind of come to my head, maybe like Propaganda is a dude that really represents for out here. Um, we got a lot of Project Blow guys that are from 626, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got the guys like the Poetic Prophets and Archive from Chamber Records and My Man Mons, uh, Polka. So, yep. I don't think there's just any one name. I think there's a lot of names, and that's a that's a beautiful thing. Shout out to Polka, man. Shout out to everybody. I mean, shout out to everybody. I went to Cal State Fullerton in the 2003 to 2008. Oh, what? Yeah, so... I used to go to the City College, bro. What's up? Nice, nice. You yeah. know, so, like, from the time I was maybe 19 to about 24, 23, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the, hip, you know, the, the hip-hop shows, I, you know, my first album came out as a... My first album came out when I was um, a third year in college in Cal State Fullerton. So the first set of shows, like the first, first batch of shows that I was really doing since 05, 06 was really in Orange County. So I know for a fact there's some talented cats in West Covina. Um, I've always met producers from West Covina. uh, Yes, sir. And... I'm sure that I shared a lot of stages when I was doing shows in Orange County during the college years with cats from West Covina. So yeah, man, hell yeah, there's talent in West Covina. Um, West Covina is surprisingly big, bro. Like, you know, surprisingly. So, Orange County, um, when you were going to uh, City College, how was that experience like for you? <laughs> actually i loved it there yeah, i honestly man. i worked over there too off of harbor and chapman <laughs> yeah yeah you know what's up I, I used to i used to be in that area all the time by your school as well uh yeah. off of state college and chapman uh i used to be up and down there I used to take the buses to from whittier and then uh i was on foot a lot so i got to really know the area you kind of have to, you know, if you're just running around like that. I got to know a lot of the uh, a lot of the people in the area, so I've started being able to say hi to people on the street. You know that oh shit, what's up? You know, like so. I really liked it out there. DTF was cool downtown Fullerton. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple <laughs> cool comic book stores out there that I go chill at for sure. Um, 
I miss the hat. Remember that place where they sell pastrami? Um, the pastrami. Dog, I just hat. had that like three days ago <laughs> on the day of the Super Bowl. Just had the hat. Yeah. On Chapman? Is it, is it not on, is it on Chapman? I forgot. But that, that one's not there. There's one on, no in way. Brea on Imperial. There's one in Brea on Imperial. There though. you go. That one right. So that yeah. is that one still there? That one's still there, bro. Dude, I want to go to the hat when they go to the fucking show. When before I pass yeah, by the show, I cool. go to the hat. Shit! Oh yeah, you go. You'll go by that way, cause you'll you'll come down the fifty-seven like that. Huh? <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I I'm miss... with it, bro. Bring some uh, pastrami fries. I'm with it. <laughs> the pastrami sandwich and um and the chili cheddar fries there, like humongous, yeah. dude. With the orange bang, be... can't forget about with the, the orange bang. bang. Yeah, or you gotta mix the strawberry Fanta <laughs> with the with the Coke. Damn, dude, you're taking me back, homie. I miss that spot. I want some right now. That'll activate some memories for sure. <laughs> college, uh, college memories. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. All right, for all the youth, for the upcoming youth who's listening to the episode, what would be your advice for them if they want to get into like uh, event promo, event planning, um, event event planner? Uh, the hip hop show uh, conductor uh, curator, like, what would be your advice for them? Make good connections. Uh-huh. Make good connections and be good to people. Uh, maintain friendships because uh, that that'll help you out tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm not able to put on these shows if it wasn't for all the guys that I've met over the years that showed love back by being part of it you know like i met a lot of these guys when i was in high school early 20s so being able to reciprocate uh, the fan part of me into in return just giving them a place to rock like it's fucking awesome and um yeah it's a lot about how who you meet who you take advice from mm-hmm. keep, keep good people around you keep hardworking people around you um yeah. Yeah. and consistency is important you know consistency oh, it's really important but see, you know, I still struggle I struggle with that so that's maybe why I didn't mention it but <laughs> definitely yeah. consistency uh communication be on it yeah, be yeah. on it because you never know what opportunities are going to be there and if you're not on it and you miss it you're going to kick yourself later for it <laughs> and, and you didn't have to miss it um you know a lot of people criticize him these days you know with a lot of the stuff that he's saying or doing but jay-z recently when he when he was talking shit at the grammys one thing that i did pick up that he said that he he always says this too he said you just have to keep he said you just have to keep showing up you just you just have to keep showing up, you know what I mean? Just keep showing up in life until you, yeah. you know, until you until they call you the greatest, until they mention you in rock. You just, you just gotta keep showing up. Keep you gotta, showing up till you're the last one standing. You gotta okay. keep showing up, and you gotta kill it every time you show up. At least try, at least try to, you know. Every time you yep. show up, um, you gotta learn how to lose in this game. You got eight. <laughs> You gotta learn. Say you it gotta, again. You gotta say please. it again. You know, a dog. My first album came out in 06. It's now 2024. I I've learned how to lose in this game, and as a matter of fact, you know, 
with all the artists listening right now, y'all know how this goes. We lose more than we fucking win. You know, I so, take L's all the fucking time, man. I swear lose, to God. Yeah, you lose more <laughs> than you lose more than you win. So if you're built for that, if you're ready to accept that, that you're gonna lose more than you win, and you're built for that, then I I, I suggest come in the music industry. <laughs> yeah, no, straight up, like look, you, you gotta know how to lose. Win, all right. That that, goddamn, that's beautiful. Because uh, one thing that hip-hop taught me was how to just love something and nourish something without any expectancy yeah but i i can just but my work would also show for itself you know like to be able to just i'll I'll receive exactly what i put into the art that i make if i put effort into it and i keep going i keep showing up i keep doing what i need to do i'm gonna grow and that's gonna elevate yeah and and if i don't do that then it's going to diminish and disappear yeah if um, so mm-hmm. it goes back to intention if your intention is pure <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and and there's no malice there's no deceit you're not out here to fuck over or, or hurt anybody or step on people's you know like if your if your heart's pure and you love hip hop and you love this culture, guess what, man? You are gonna thrive, and that's how you do have a long lasting career in this. And uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, consistency counts. But there's an art. There's an. There, I believe that there's an, there's an art to this. I do also feel like if you spend a couple decades in this culture you you also got to learn how when to take a break sometimes you'll get burned out sometimes you got to learn your you got to know your limitations when you when it's time for a break you got to take care of yourself too you know if i can pass anything to the youth you feel me mm-hmm. um beats rhymes and fault lines man um beats rhymes and fault lines yes sir so many mcs have blessed the stage bro what do you think is the best compliment you've had for the show after they rocked it? Like, yo, man, what do you think is one of the best feedback you've had? I think my favorite form of feedback is just the look on people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my favorite because because yeah. definitely we get love and uh, sometimes like as someone who deals with imposter syndrome, just like many of us do, uh, sometimes I'm just like, oh, they're being nice, you know, like, uh, but when you see the look on people's faces, when they got that, like, stank look, like, oh, shit, that, this dude's spitting. Like, I love that shit. Like, I love watching real time. People feel it. People start vibing. People yeah. look at me like, yo, this is dope. Ooh, where'd yeah. you find this guy? Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> where'd you find this where'd guy? Who find... is this? Or I yeah. like, cause, cause it's never me that they're complimenting. All I did was call people and ask them nicely to be here. I didn't do shit. What they're complimenting is these artists. And it's an honor to be like, yeah, I know. I know this dude. Hell yeah, he's sick. Hell yeah, they're dope. Uh, but my favorite shit is when uh, someone like hits me on the shoulder and just repeats a bar that old boy said on the mic right now and it's like yeah that was crazy can you believe that they just said that I can't 
when you see people smiling and when you see people um, putting their hands up side to side up and down and and, uh-huh. and and chanting along with the MC like you know that at that moment it's it's a live hip hop show and it feel it feels good you know like that's what it, that's what know. we live for that's what we do it for that's what we do the craft for 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 fucking hip hop um, this that for that that shit yeah. right there just just right there that moment right there right Yo, yo, yes, can you hear me? No doubt, no doubt. So, yo, we're gonna plug in the show one more time, ladies and gents. March 2, Monrovia, California, Pacific Plate Brewery. We're gonna have the one year anniversary of Pacific, um, of Beats, Rhymes, and Fault Lines. Shouts to Ghost, Joaquin Daniels. Shouts to all the MCs that will blast the stage. If you follow me on Instagram, I will be, I will be promoting the event as the weeks go by. Um, anything you want to add, Ghost? Uh, follow Beats, Rhymes, and Fault Lines on Instagram. Follow the Unity Project on Instagram. Follow Pacific Plate Brewery on Instagram. Uh, come fuck with us on March 2nd. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a vibe. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have food. We're going to have lyricists upon lyricists. We're going to have beat makers. We're going to have DJs. Like, this is bigger than anything we've done. It's literally double plus so if you've enjoyed any of our shows bring the whole family we're going to be on 2015 south myrtle boulevard in monrovia california that's 626 uh we're going to start the whole thing at four we're going to be going till about 10 all ages are welcome it's a brewery but you could bring your babies you could bring your kids you could bring your dogs Um, bring everybody bring your grandma Nah. My grandma might be there. She's pulled up to the shows before. Love it. Everybody is welcome, and we want to see everybody. Um, Marlon's gonna be there. Last time he rocked with us, killed it, smashed that into pieces. Uh, <laughs> so you, we're excited. We're excited to have you back, bro. And Thank I'm you. beyond blessed to be here on the podcast with you. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. You good? Yeah, I run the Beat Trying the Fall Line page. If, if you know anybody that wants to rock, if you know any vendors that want to pop up, DM me and we'll make some shit happen. For sure. Shouts to Unity Project and everybody involved. I appreciate you guys for having me and um, I'm looking and forward to the out. show, man. Likewise, brother. Thank you. Ghost, no doubt. I'm going to hit you back on text, all right? Yeah, Marlon D. <laughs> MD Podcast, we did it. Peace, peace. Yeah, peace and love, baby.